That's what they do. Now, if I said to you, the greatest clinicians are great listeners, you'd be like, yes, of course. I thrive on listening to my patients. But if I said the greatest clinicians are usually the greatest marketers and sellers, no, no, marketing and selling is awful. That is for peasants. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets Podcast, where I'm going to be bringing you on my personal journey to attaining wealth and fulfillment in the most important areas of my life. I want to teach you everything I know so that you can make the rest of your life the best of your life. Make sure you like and subscribe. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Todd. Hey, I want to just tell you this before I even start. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I love to see the downloads continuing to increase. Um, Y'all just, I appreciate you. You know what? I appreciate you so much. Um, Go ahead and just give yourself a pat on the back right now. Okay, great. Fantastic. You're a winner. All right. With that said, share this out with people, okay? Because we want to get more people into our community. We want more people to hear this because Lord knows people need this, especially clinicians. They really do. So today's podcast, I'm going to talk about the curse of the clinician. And this is for uh, anyone that's in healthcare. But honestly, this is for pretty much anyone that's ever been to like schooling. You notice how school just teaches us so many things that are designed for us not to win big. Like it really is. And, you know, my flagship program that I have um, is Smart Success Healthcare. And now I have programs that are still helping healthcare, but also outside of healthcare. In that program, I have 19 different healthcare professionals that have taken that program. I've dealt with thousands and thousands and thousands of people in healthcare, in so many different disciplines of healthcare. And I want to tell y'all something. It's all the same thing. The people that are not happy, uh, they are bound by the curses of the clinician. So I'm going to name off a couple of these curses. And if you're like, I'm so happy, GT, I guarantee you, you don't have these curses. But if you're not happy right now and you're listening to this podcast, this is probably the things that I'm going to mention are probably the things that you're struggling with right now. At least one of them or maybe two or three or hopefully not all five. All right. So with that said, the first thing is this, the curse of the clinician. The first thing that I see with clinicians that are truly struggling and just not happy uh, is that they were trained to be an implementer, which basically that was for all of us. We were trained to be implementers. Now, if you all have ever heard my uh, trainings that I've done on the four levels of value, uh, something that I originally heard from Brian Tracy and um, and my mentor, Myron uh, Golden, being an implementer is where schooling or whatever trade school you've gone to is training you to only do the thing with someone. For me, from 1997 to 2000, I was trained on how to do physical therapy on clients. I was not trained on how to communicate to multiple clients at the same time. Anything beyond actually doing physical therapy was not discussed or was not um, taught to me in my program. So anything that people told me outside of just treating didn't make any sense to me. Marketing, selling, um, how I can help more than one person at a time. All of those things were bad. And I look at it as bad. Why? 
I, I looked at it as bad because, well, the people that I respected and admired, my professors never trained me on it. So why would this be something that's good for me if it wasn't trained by the people that I was paying a good amount of money to, to learn everything that I needed to be, to be an entry level physical therapist. We are taught how to be implementers, y'all. You're not taught how to lead a team. You're not taught how to communicate. You're not taught how to have ideas. Actually, those things are frowned upon. But in order for you to make a massive impact in whatever field you're in, whether you're a dietitian, an OT, a PT, a CODA, a PTA, you have to learn things outside of the things that were taught to you in school. So that's the first thing that I just see people, they're just stuck with that because they just assume that their professors are all-knowing, all-powerful. And it, it, then they're like, they feel like they've been hosed. I guess that brings me to number two. Because of number one, pretty much everyone is system averse. Like everyone is, they, they are totally averse to any systems that you can put in play. It is called cookie cutter. It is called, cook, it's, it's cookie cutter, right? So if you put a system in play, it's like, no, that's not being, everything's got to be custom. Everything has to be custom with clinicians. And if it's not custom, if it's not exactly for that person, um, and exactly in a certain way, then like uh, it can't be good. Now, just think about it. Just think about how stupid that is. Think about you going to a restaurant, right? Okay. Yeah. They might make um, a little, you know, extra thing, you know, if it's your birthday or this, that, but they have a menu. They got menus at restaurants, y'all. And there's many things on the menu, but you got to pick from the menu. You can't go to an Italian restaurant and say, hey, I want like, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, a burger and fries. I mean, some Italian restaurants might have that for kids or something. But but for the most part, you can't go to an Italian. You, whatever's on the menu is what you can order from. So because they have those, whatever, 10, 15, 20 things on the menu, and that's their system, they're able to perfect. They're not making you things all the time. So what does that look like for a clinician? This is what it looks like. Um, because we don't have any like documented systems in play. It, it's, it's very hard for clinicians to be able to help lots of people. It, it's hard. Every single clinician equates quality of care to everything being totally custom. And I just, I just don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's good when it comes to making lots of impact. Like that's just the truth. And I think that we need to let go of this notion that everything has to be custom made and individualized. And if it does, and you want that, then you best as hell not be working for anybody. You, you better be the Bugatti of your profession. You better be the McLaren of your profession. You better be the, the exotic vehicle, exotic car of your profession. And I think for most of us, we're working in environments where it's higher volume and just people just are totally adverse to systems. So think about it. It just, it doesn't match. You're going to burn yourself out because everything's custom. Everything's custom. So anyways, I think that that's another curse of the clinician. Number three, marketing and selling are so taboo. You want to know what I've really come to realize about marketing and selling. You want to know what that is? That's communication. And the greatest marketers 
and the greatest sellers do this thing better than anyone else. It's, it's an art of communication. I'm going to you know, tell you right now. And it's called listening. Listening is the number one art of communication. That's what they do. Now, if I said to you, the greatest clinicians are great listeners, you'd be like, yes, of course. I thrive on listening to my patients. But if I said the greatest clinicians are usually the greatest marketers and sellers, no, no, marketing and selling is awful. That is for peasants. Y'all, marketing and selling are so taboo and they are not discussed in programs. But I can tell you this, the reason why I've been able to have success uh, in my companies is directly correlated to my ability to listen and figure out what people want. When I am not listening and I am not listening to what the people want, things go bad. I create products that no one goes in. I create services at my clinics that no one goes in. You listen to the people and they will tell you what to do. And that is marketing. And if we were to listen to the public and listen to the problems that they had, and then we were to then communicate it back to the public on these problems, we're hearing you, we're hearing your problems, we're hearing this, we're hearing that. Okay, we've created solutions for you. Based on what we've heard, we've created these solutions for you. You'd be great at marketing, you'd be great at selling. And unfortunately, um, clinicians aren't taught those things. So they have all these amazing skills. They do all these, um, you know, these these great things with learning this new technique and this technique, and th but they don't know how to listen and they don't know how to communicate. And that caps them out. Number four, money is frowned upon. Talking about money is frowned upon. It's terrible. I think I told you guys in a couple of podcast episodes ago, I told you about, um, you know, my first day of physical therapy school when I was at Florida International University. And I don't know if I, I actually said to you all exactly what happened, but basically what happened was that we were all going around and introducing ourselves and I... And everybody's like, oh, you know, I want to heal the world and make it a better place. Oh my gosh, I want to be a physical therapist and I want to help all the kids in, you know, this country and whatever. And I was like, man, I'm Greg Todd and show me the money, baby. You know, and people got pissed off or whatever. But you know, what's so funny is that, um, uh, you know, when people were talking to me after, they were just like, you know, um, this is not about the money. Like, this is not about the money. This is about helping people. Uh, and I want to tell you something, you know. If we look back at, it's been 20 years that I've been a physical therapist, you know, I, you know, and I'm not saying this to brag in any way, I, like, please, please y'all don't take it, you know, from me this way. But I, I wonder um, of all those people that said that to me, I wonder who has helped more people uh, forget about in the field of physical therapy. I'm talking about as a licensed physical therapist. I wonder who in my class has been responsible for helping the most amount of people and has done more for the physical therapy profession. I'm not even talking about coaching. I'm talking about me as a licensed physical therapist and my ability to say, hey, look, I want to be able to figure out how I can help the maximum amount of people so that I can make good, good amounts of money. And because of that, I realized that in order for me to help lots of people, I'm going to have to hire people. I'm going to have to have a system in play that people can follow. And because we have the system in play that they follow, then they're going to master that system. Once we see that it actually works with people, I'm sure that I've probably helped more people than all those people that were, you know, crucifying me for um, saying that, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how this profession that I'm spending money on is going to make me a hell of a lot of money.
And because we're uncomfortable with money, money is very uncomfortable with us. And because we don't want to acknowledge that we want to make money and we want to make, we want to make more money than the amount of time we have in a month. I want to have more money than month. I don't want to have more month than money. And I'm comfortable saying that. And I know that when I'm comfortable and I can say that to myself, now my brain, the, my brain could actually open up a loop and say, well, how do I do that? Okay, cool. Well, this is how you're going to do it. If you're going to want to make more money, Greg, then what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to help more people. Okay, I'm a physical therapist. How do I do that? All right. Well, Greg, so Greg, you're going to have to create, like, have great, great, great relationships with people. You're going to have to get them great results. And after you get them great results, you're going to have to look back and say, what did I do with these people that was similar? The neck patient, the back patient, the shoulder patient, the, the knee patient, the ankle patient, the foot patient. This, what did you do that was similar across the board? Okay. Great. What did you do for all the neck patients? What did you do for all the knee patients? What did you do different for an ACL versus a meniscus? What did you do different? This, this, this? And then I started creating all these different types of systems. And then when I created systems and I saw that they actually worked, then I was able to hire people and I hire people and then the people do it. And then now we're helping tons of people. And all that started with money. Asking myself, how can I make more money? Does that make you uncomfortable right now? If it does, I'm telling you right now, you'll never allow the thought to get into your head. And if you don't allow that thought to get in your head and how you're going to make more money, well, then you're never going to be able to impact more people. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I think so many people are so uncomfortable with that because school never talks about it. It's taboo. It's no different than, you know, um, talking about sex education. You don't talk about it. People will figure it out somehow, some way. And if you don't educate people, then you can't empower them and they might make some mistakes. Okay. Last thing is this. Last thing is I believe the curse of the clinician is that clinicians are anti-business. Um, understandably so, because we don't learn business in school. But this is why I think this is a problem. Uh, I think it's such a problem that we don't learn business in school because uh, being anti-business means that you're anti-innovation. Okay. You're anti-innovation. Here's what I do know. What I know is that Physical therapy, occupational therapy, dietetics and nutrition, chiropractors, physicians, I know that we all fall under this umbrella of health. Now, if you're not in healthcare, more than likely, the thing that you can help people with either falls under the health category, the wealth category, or the relationships category, okay? As a coach, I help you make more money, period, the end. I fall in the wealth category as a coach. As a... Um, as a person that had a vacation, you know, rental property, I didn't rent it out much, but the times that I did, I know that it's helping people with their relationships, right? Because you're bringing families there, et cetera. Okay. When I'm a physical therapist, I'm helping people with health. Now, here's the one thing that I know. I know that those are what we call hard offers. Like they're always going to be around. It's the way that we deliver it, right? For instance, there used to be taxi cabs and that was the only way that you get around if you didn't have a car. Taxi cabs, subway, bus, that's it, right? Today, a taxi cab looks a little bit different. They're still around, but we have like Lyft and Uber. It's just different ways, right? Okay, I know that today people use, you know, um, Amazon. They use, you know, Wayfair, you know, whatever. Like all these different companies to be able to like 
um, you know, e to do e-commerce and to buy stuff online, right? Back in the day, it used to be you had to go to the store. You had it, it just looks different, but we're still doing the same type of things. We want the same stuff. And because of us being anti-business and anti-innovation, well, that if, if you're not in business, it means that you're working for somebody. And most of the time, at least most of you are working for big companies and big companies can't move fast. I just listened to a podcast. This is uh, Ed Milet's podcast. And he was talking to the CEO of Netflix, or at least the first CEO of Netflix. And the first CEO of Netflix was, uh, was talking about his meeting that he had at Blockbuster Video in 2007, eight. And he said that they went to the meeting and said to Blockbuster, Here, here's the deal, Blockbuster. You all run the stores and we'll take care of the online stuff. Okay. And they already had the Netflix model and they already had 500,000 subscribers or you know customers for Netflix that were paying on their monthly model. And then at the end of the meeting, this presentation, the main guy that was in the boardroom for Blockbuster said, okay, so how much? And he said, 50 million. And, and I could just, I could just feel how um, he described it. He was like, they were just like this, like all these dudes are like, <laughs> get the heck out of here. And that was it. That's what happened. And Blockbuster a year and a half later started to lose stores. And today, Blockbuster has one store and Netflix, we know the rest is history. So the deal is this, y'all. The deal is, is that when you are big, you can't innovate. When you're small, you can innovate. And as physical therapists, as healthcare professionals on a whole, the way you're going to win is by innovation. And I don't see you being able to innovate if you're in business for someone else. Okay. So anyways, that's a cursor clinician. Those are the things I wanted to talk about today. Which one are you? I hope you're none of them, but if you are all five of them or four or three or two or one, uh, then I just want to tell you that you can learn or unlearn these things that you were taught in a way that doesn't serve you. All right. Till next time. Hey, Wealth Creator, I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Wealth Code Secrets Podcast. Now, can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Okay, number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode? We'll notify you every single time a new one comes up. Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review, please, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever? And, and you know, while you're doing it, let me just tell you the things to say. Tell them how amazing I am, and more importantly, tell them how amazing you are. There you go. Okay, and then Number three, if you haven't seen the video version to this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash Greg Todd PT and you can see the video version. We got all types of cool stuff in there and you're going to love it. All right. Thank you so much again. And remember, let's make your days count. Till next time.